Hey guys, and welcome to episode number five of the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. As we break into December, the show survived a month. How fantastic is that? And it's not just survived, it's done really well as well, and I'm really, really happy. So I had a great surprise fall through my door in the week this week, and it was the Bellevue magazine. They were kind enough to feature us on a double-page article, and the joy running through my mind as I read that article, um, something that I created, this amazing show that we've put together, uh, being featured on the magazine you know, everyone in Bellevue or Shrewsbury will, will see. So thank you very much to them. That's a really, really kind gesture. And I spoke to them yesterday and we're going to try and get them in for an interview just to return the favour. How cool would that be? So episode five is going to be me sitting down with Joel and Lauren from the Dana Prison. These guys were always going to be important people for me to speak to. Uh, they're part of my kind of me growing in Shrewsbury in a, in a way. I mean, I moved to Shrewsbury with my wife and my little boy uh, to Bellevue. And I didn't know anybody, I barely knew anybody in Shrewsbury. And I started working last Halloween as a zombie, as a scare actor um, at Sanctum, which was their skate, screen park or their screen, Halloween event last year anyway. And I got I got included into what they do there. And that was great enough as it is. But I mean, they're like a family. They really are like a really warm welcoming group of people and i feel really privileged to know them so yeah i've got a lot to thank joel uh, and lauren for for that and everybody that's working at the prison so thank you very much and make sure you hop over to youtube as well after you finish listening to this of course and check out uh the i think it's the lauren and joel show or the joel and lauren show i don't know which uh, uh which way ego turns that one but they've it's on the joel campbell youtube channel make sure you check that out it's really cool. I really I really enjoyed it. So yeah, episode five. I hope you enjoy it, guys. If you've got any comments, if you'd like to take part in the show, if you have any announcements to make, whether it's, I don't know, whether it's an anniversary or whether you've got a special event coming up at your business or someone's birthday or something like that, we, I mean, get in touch with us. Our email is shrewsburybiscuitpodcast at gmail.com. Very simple. Twitter, the Shrewsbury B1. That's got to change, but that is where we're at on Twitter. And on Facebook, you can get us the uh, the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. It's a group. Thank you very much, guys. Enjoy the episode and welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to uh, the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Again, it's me, Alex, in your ear holes. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, today, I'm at the Adadana Prison. I'm going to be sat with two folks. Do uh, you guys want to introduce yourselves at the start? Who's going to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> I, I'm Lauren. Uh, I'm the site manager here at Shrewsbury Prison. Okay. And I am Joel, and I am the CEO of the Campbell Group that own, or has Shrewsbury Prison, I guess. Yeah, this is what I was going to say. I was like, what, what is your title? Because you don't own it, you're just kind of here. 
Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know we get referred to as oh, that's the prison guy. Prison. Um, I had a great introduction actually when we were doing the Salopia Comic Festival on the Sabrina and um, the comic that followed Charlie Adler giving this great introduction about how you've been to Alcatraz, you've seen this, you've done this, but you've never met a warden like this. Yeah. Bring on! I was like, wow, <laughs> my god. Um, yeah, no, we we run a number of different businesses. So we have um, a, a parent company, if you will, called the Campbell Group. So my official title is I'm the CEO of that group. And then we have uh, a number of other businesses underneath it, one of which was just Jailhouse Tours, which operates Shrewsbury Prison, Shrewsbury Prison, um, which is which is where Lauren uh, works and Lauren runs obviously that, that jail. And then we have another jail down south in Somerset. So we have another manager who's Lauren's counterpart down there and he runs that. Then we've got an event company, um, which I guess in theory I'm the MD of and then I direct, direct that as well. So I kind of oversee uh, four different businesses. Yeah, it's great. You got a lot on your plate here. <laughs> how, how is it? Is it? It, it is. Yeah, I mean, Shrewsbury is where we started. Um, sorry, I'm going to call it Shrewsbury because that's just that's just the way I, I say it. Uh, yeah, um, listeners, uh, just write in. Is it Shrewsbury or Shrewsbury? It's a big debate, right? It's Shrewsbury. It's Shrewsbury. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's this is this is where it kind of all started for us when we first began in 2015. We were only supposed to be here for 12 months, so it was very much an interim kind of project, if you will, in terms of of, of running tours, um, paranormal investigations, and, and and a couple of events. And then uh, we got into to, towards the end of our contract in 2016, and the planning was taking a lot longer. So developers said, "Hey, do you want to stay another year? Because that would be great for us." Um, and it was fantastic for us. We stayed another year and. I guess to everybody's surprise, really, not so much mine, but but most people looking in, we got busier and we got busier and we got busier and we got busier and, and, and Lauren had joined us by that point. Um, and then, yeah, come come the end of 2016 and we're chatting to the, chatting to the owners again, the developers, and they were still uh, going through planning. So we, we, we extended for another year and a half and and here we are and we're now sort of looking to the future, really, aren't we? But you say, you say you've been here since 2015, right? That's yeah. when the prison closed. So you, you were pretty quick out the gates to kind of acquire it, the it, it, site. Yeah, it closed in March 2013. So oh, 31st of March 2013. And we took over in July of 2015. But these things don't happen quickly. So the, the MOJ closed seven prisons in March 31st, 2013. Um, three of which we, we, we've been operating. Um, they closed those, but then they sat empty um, fully heated um, and basically running, but just empty jails. And they sat like that until February, January, February of 2014, when they um, uh, when they started basically looking at disposing of them. And some of those prisons actually didn't get sold until January, February, the year after. So, so Shrewsbury and, and Shepton Mallet didn't get bought until I think both January 2015. Um, and then, yeah, we were basically in straight off the back of that. One of my main questions is why? Why a prison? What made you think? <laughs> what made you think? Oh, do you know what would be great to to do is just to run events at a prison. What, what, what's the process? Let me, let me tell my how because it's, it's it's getting warm. It is. Um, it's, it's the pressure you've put me under, and <laughs> now um, my hair's a mess. Uh, it it was. Um, it's, it's something I'd seen for, for years. So my wife um, worked at Sheptomal as a psychologist. She worked with um, in offender treatments. She would run uh, behavioral programs, predominantly with sex offenders and, 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 and such. So she'd been working in the prison service since the uh, early 2000s as a psychologist. Um, and she would obviously tell me different, you know, different stories of work and such. Um, sorry, just banging your mics. Um, 
And I, I was lucky enough to go on a tour of the prison run by, run by prison officers whilst it was still open. So I went around Shepton Mallet whilst there was still 178 uh, inmates in there. And I was basically toured around it during the day and, and I was crossing path, past inmates and such like that in the wings. And, 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 and kind of it was, a, it was a little bit weird, if I'm honest. Um, but as I was going through, it was so interesting. And, and they had a small museum there as well. And I was going around, I was just like, this would make an amazing like day out, basically. People would love to do this, obviously yeah. without the prisoners. Yeah. Um, so, so, so I was looking <laughs> at the prisoners that. would love it. <laughs> um, and then I was out one night with um, with 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 my wife Emma, and we were at a um, one of the staff dues. So it was about 160 odd staff, I think, at the prison, and, and they were all out on a on a night out. And I was there, and um, I'd had a couple too many ciders, funny enough, because we were in Somerset. Um, and I basically just said to the deputy governor, in some kind of drunken state, that it would make an amazing tourist attraction. You should close your prison and open it as a tourist attraction and um, I think she thought it was crazy and then a couple of years later uh, the MAJ announced it was closing um, and I just thought you know what we should we should do it we should we should put a bid in to buy it and we should try and turn it into a tourist attraction and kind of develop it into a into a heritage site um, and that's kind of how it really came about it was it was started off as a it's just an idea and a concept in my head. And, then and it's really grew. lucky that you had that idea before that happened. That, that, that mustn't happen very often for people. Just You had this premonition and this idea and it, it fell into place for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's kind of it. I mean, I wouldn't say it fell into place. I think it took us, it took <laughs> us a good 18 months of, um, of, of hard work. And, uh, and we ended up in Shrewsbury almost by accident, really, because you know, Shepton closed and we, when we were bidding on, Shrews, uh, on Shepton Mallet with the MOJ and we were faced with huge obstacles because you've got to remember that um, pr prisons were being bought by developers. That's that's the by and large. Every prison that got bought when they were sold was, was all bought by a property developer. That's not what we, we were or what we are and that's not what we wanted to do. So I had a, an uphill struggle from the word go because I had to showcase to the MOJ that we could make this work as a tourist attraction, which nobody believed would would, would ever yeah, work. Yeah. Um, so, so I had to showcase that. I also had to prove that financially we could take on this building and how we develop it. And we're talking you know, millions of pounds. So so we had an uphill struggle from day one um, and, and we managed to get shortlisted to the final three for Shepton um, with, with two other property developers. And unfortunately we got I say pipped at the post by um by a very very large very well renowned um heritage uh, developer, who were very very good um, at, at what they do. So so they bought that jail, and um, off the back of that, I was uh, I was I was doing some more research and I was chatting to a a guy called Trevor Osborne who owns the Osborne Group, who's responsible for the Mount Mason Hotel in Oxford. Okay. Um, so I was having a conversation with him, and I went to see him and he. he I can't swear, um, but ba basically he, t he turned around and said to me, what the hell do you want to do with a prison? You're not a property developer. What is this all about? And I said, well, I, I think I can turn it into a tourist attraction. And he was, for a second, he kind of sat there and was like, are you mad? And I was like, no, no, it'll work. Like, trust me, this will work, this will work, and this will work. And I, I guess I was lucky in that instance that he'd gone through exactly the same process with Oxford. And, and, and when you speak to him about Oxford, he will tell the story about how he had this vision for it becoming a hotel. And everyone was like, are you mad? And he was like, no, no, I can see this is how it will work. And it's, it's one of the most popular hotels in Oxford now. Um, so is this an old prison in Oxford? Yeah, yeah, it's the wow. old prison in the old castle. Um, fantastic. So I think because he'd been through that himself and he'd just bought Shrewsbury Prison, he was he was willing to give me the opportunity to, to do it. So he said, yeah, that's fine. Do you know what, Joel? It's empty at the moment. Um, I've got planning applications going through. It's going to take about a year. So if you want it for the next 12 months, it's yours. So we, we worked out an agreement that, that, that was okay for both of us. And yeah, a few few weeks later, we opened the doors and 
and people came. Did people just come rolling in or was it, you know, just... Yeah, they, they did. I, I mean, I remember when we opened, um, we didn't, we used to operate in a very, very different way. We just did guided tours at the time. And the first, I think it was the first six weeks, we ran four tours a day, seven days a week. Wow. Um, and every single one was full. And I think in the first six weeks, we were putting through a thousand people a week. And I was just on guided tours. And it was absolutely... It was brilliant. It was crazy. It was manic, but it was so much fun. And by the end of it, we were all so tired. Um, it was, yeah, it was crazy. What's it like walking into an empty prison for the first time? <laughs> a lot, lot, I mean, Lauren will be able to tell you what it was like for her when she first did it. But it was such a bizarre um, experience, This the, the whole taking over the jail. And hopefully I won't get in trouble for, for telling this story. But I basically, um, I, I basically rocked up on a, on a, I, I, I did the agreement with Trevor, so that was fine. Um, and I turned up on a Tuesday and I was basically told if you turn up on the Tuesday afternoon, you can collect a set of keys from the, from the, from the caretaker effectively. Um, and then from the Wednesday it's yours, off you go. So I turned up on the Tuesday afternoon. It was about four in the afternoon. I'd come up from Somerset. I was staying here for a couple of days and, and sure enough, the, the caretaker met me outside um, and he had a set of keys, just about four keys. And he was like, oh, here you go. So you're Joel. I was like, yeah, okay. Didn't, didn't want proof of who I was, just assumed it was me. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, he gave me a set of keys and he went, so you know your way around? And I was like, well, I've been here once. And he was like, okay, you got a map? And I was like, well, yeah, I've got some plans. He was like, well, do you want me to take you around quick? You're all right. I was like, uh, no, I'll, I'll probably be okay. And he went, all right, no worries. He goes, well, I'm on holiday for the next 10 days. I'm going abroad. <laughs> um, I'll see you when I get back. And I was just like, okay. So I let myself into a jail, locked it behind me. And I went in and I went for a wander around. And um, I spent a couple of hours just just having a look and writing down plans of kind of what I was going to do and how it might work and how the tours would work and what we need to do health and safety. And I think it got to about 7.30, 8 o'clock. Um, and the sun was going down. And I was by myself in jail, <laughs> locked in. <laughs> First time ever, and I was just like, Do you know what, this is really freaky. And I, 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 I'm I, not ashamed to say that I pretty much ran out of A-Wing um, <laughs> and got outside and suddenly could breathe again um, and decided that I was going to leave at about eight o'clock. Um, and I left and went back to my hotel. And I was like, I'll come back tomorrow when daylight is. And, and that was it. It was it was so scary. Um, the that first where all the light time. switches are. Was there no power or anything then? No. Uh, bit, bits were on. Yeah. Um, bits, bits were on. But it was just the fact that I was by myself and... Um, and, and I, I'll tell you this bit, I will get in trouble for this, but um, <laughs> I, I stayed here for, for, for the first three weeks. I, I basically lived in the jail because I was paying my mortgage down in Somerset. I was trying to move my family up. I was paying the rent in the prison and we hadn't opened yet. Um, I didn't really have any money to kind of make anything work. And I couldn't afford to be staying in hotels in Shrewsbury. So I thought, you know what, I'll just stay in the jail. Um, and I was, I was sleeping in my office, which is upstairs in the original gate lodge. Um, and, uh, the, the officers used to joke with me because I was like, oh, it's fine. I'm in my office. It's not scary. And they were like, and this was the first night I was staying there. I was like, yeah, be fine. It's not scary. And I went, Joel is right next to where they did the public executions. <laughs> I was like, okay. And, and the, fir the first night I slept in the office, I remember moving the chest of drawers, the little office chest of drawers up against the, the door and kind of <laughs> wedging it, thinking to myself, cool, I feel safe now. Bearing in mind, I'm behind a 45 foot wall. Um, I feel safe now. And I sort of put my head down to go to sleep and I suddenly realized that ghosts don't use doors. <laughs> and um, now you're trapped in. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, and now I'm trapped. So yeah, that was, that was kind of my experience. Um, but yeah, what, what, how did you find it? Um, it, was, it was different for me because when I first came here, I came on a tour with, um, with Graham. And I came with my university group, didn't I? And, and I kind of walked in not really knowing what, I, what to expect really because I've only ever really watched like American prison 
TV programs, yeah, we saw yeah. these like <laughs> high security things. So Prison I break. Yeah, I didn't really know what to, to walk into, really. But I remember walking into the wing and just thinking, oh my God, like this is massive. Like, and the insane at the same time. But that, that's pretty much what it was like for me as well. Yeah. I mean, from there, you just like, I've got, got to be here. When you f- I first walked into A Wing, it was Gary that showed me around because it was my first time at Sanctum, uh, Halloween last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I'd never been in a prison before, never seen anything of its scale. So you're right, when you look up at it, it's just you're just in awe of its size. It's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. It's um, is, what was what was you like when you were younger? Is this something you thought you'd be doing? Were you, did you always want to have your own business? Yeah. We had an employee day, uh, Monday, two employee days, Monday and Tuesday the, earlier in the week, and I did a... Uh, a slideshow um, and spoke about my favorite subject, which is me. Um, no, I, I, I spoke uh, just a little bit about me so people could, to, our, our teams could understand. Um, and I think it took me about an hour, didn't it? Yeah, along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes is the short answer. Ever since I can remember, so from sort of five or six, I always wanted to run my own business. And there was a, a small petrol station there where I lived and we used to drive past. And I would tell my parents that, that one day I'm going to own that. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, so I've, I've always wanted to do it. And I've worked in, in many industries. I've trained as a chef um, uh, originally. So, so I'm a chef by trade. Um, I've worked in in sales in, in, in the UK and in Australia. And I've gone around, I've, I've knocked on doors and said, hey, do you want to buy some stuff out of my bag? Um, basically, like I've just nicked it. Um, so I've done that in Australia. Um, I've worked in, in, in yogurt factories, packing yogurt. Um, and I worked in leisure for a number of years, which is where I got most of my management experience, really. Um, I worked as a lifeguard. I worked as a gym instructor. I worked as a gym manager. Um, I ran my own leisure center and I oversaw 13 fitness uh, sites, if you will, 13 gyms. Um, across Somerset. So um, I did all of that before I finally branched out and started my first company, which was back in 2011. So like, all that experience is like a concoction of everything you kind of need to run a place like this, you know, the leisure facilities, the management, the running a business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, run, running leisure centers was a, was a big bonus when we came to running big buildings. I mean, this one here is four acres. So the size didn't really panic me and it certainly allowed me to have the working knowledge of things like health and safety and fire and, and, you know, large amounts of stuff. So that, that, that all kind of, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd learned that really. What about someone coming in that didn't have that kind of experience, Lauren? What was it like for you? Um, an absolute whirlwind, to be honest. <laughs> um, the, the expression of being chucked straight into the deep end was probably very relevant for this. Um, but you'd, you'd pick things up as you go along. Like yeah. one minute, you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And then you get taught and then you do it. And the next time you do it, you're on it. What was your journey like at the, the start? What, what, did, what was your first kind of role here? Um, I actually, it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. A couple uh, years ago now. It was, it was 2016. January, I started, February yeah. 2016, yeah. Well, no, it was the end of 2015 when I first came here on the tour. Yeah. Because um, you sorted something with Beth. Uh, my old uni lecture about us joining in on the Halloween, the first Halloween event that you did. And lockdown, yeah. that was August, uh, yeah, October we, 2015. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we came to do some volunteering as the zombies. Um, <laughs> and then, and then we obviously we did the tour as well. And then a couple months later, I think you were advertising for just a little part-time role. And I didn't have a job at the time. And I was like, do you know, I'm just going to go for it. Even though it's in Shrewsbury and I live in Telford, I was yeah. like, I'm just going to go for it and, and see where it gets me. And then I was CSA for... Uh, a year. What's CSA for the listeners? Customer service assistant. Okay. So okay. sort of like you started. You started February, I think, as a CSA, didn't you? And you were over in the visitor center. Yeah, oh, the visitor center. Yeah. And then you did that. Yeah, February two thousand sixteen, and then May. What April two thousand April two thousand seventeen. Yeah. I remember. No, do you know what? I remember. I was sat in the gate lodge when we started 
actually opening the doors and I was sat doing something on the computer on a Saturday or something and you just came through the door and went, Lauren, do you want to move to Gloucester? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, right then. Yeah. <laughs> and then, what, two months later, I was packing my bags in the car and off yeah. I went to go yeah. manage Gloucester. And then maybe six months later, you, I remember you were on the phone to me and you said, Lauren, I want you to come back to Shrewsbury. Yeah. And back I came. What was it like in Gloucester? What was that? What was that like? That experience of the first time walking through Gloucester and being like, "Oh, now, now this is this is what I've got to run." You Gloucester know? was very different. I remember the first time we went to go and see it, and I was just kind of running around like a kid in the candy store, to be honest. Yeah. And I was like, "This is amazing." I was like, "But it's like there's a hell of a lot of work that he's doing." But it was just like I was like, "This is my baby now." I was like, this is "I my imagine baby. you and Joel being like that scene out of Lion King." This is all, all this area. This will all be yours. <laughs> Everything that light touches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is yours. It was. It was. Do you know? It was. A, it was a really. Um, it was a really bizarre time because we took over two more prisons in. Uh, we 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 tripled in size in uh, April two thousand and seventeen. March April two thousand and seventeen. So we've been going for about just just under two years, and we were tripling in size, and it was a huge undertaking. And I can remember, yeah, Chrissy and I having a discussion about. Gloucester and how, how on earth we were going to run it and stuff and we, just, we were just looking at it and, and we're an entrepreneurial led business so basically what that means is I, I see my job is trying to develop people and then making sure we provide the opportunities for those people to expand and grow in whichever way they see fit so we've got some 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 employees that work for us and they'll pitch ideas about different things they'd like to do in the future and we've got others that are quite content with where they are and then we've got more people that want to move forward and take on different stuff and which, whichever industry it may be and I think you, you haven't necessarily been like I want to run a leisure center uh, a leisure center. <laughs> I, I want to run a jail um, but you'd, you'd certainly been quite keen to move forwards and when it came about and we were looking at it and we're like hey let's see if Lauren wants to run Gloucester and it was and that was literally the conversation Chris and I had. Let's see if Lauren wants to do it. She'd she'd be she'd be great at it, she'll have to learn it, but whoever does it will have to learn it. It's, you know, no one else runs prisons but yeah. us. Yeah. Um so yes, yeah, so we kind of threw it at you, didn't we? And you were like, Yeah, because oh, yeah, yeah, I got yeah, I just finished university and I was yeah, kinda yeah. a bit like, Where am I gonna go now? Because yeah, yeah. I really wanna stay at the jail because mm -hmm. I really love it. I was like, but I wanna yeah. get past that little part time job and what then, did you learn from that, Gloucester? Did did it help you? I learned that I really don't like seagulls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> seagulls yeah. everywhere. It's right next to the seven, isn't it? They the used dogs. to drop bones on me. Yeah. They were horrible little creatures. It was, and it, it was, it was a really, it was a really interesting time, Gloucester. So when I went down to view it, I took Graham Goodwin with me, who's um, uh, one of our tour guides here, and he started. It's a great tour, by the way. Guys. He's amazing. He's brilliant. brilliant. He's, um, yeah, he's fantastic, and. He started his career 36 years ago. Gloucester was his very first prison. And he came down with me and we were walking around and he was looking at, he was telling me all about the history. He was just as he does in his tours, he got so involved. And I could see tears in his eyes because he was so emotional about being back to where his career had started. And he hadn't been back there for 30 odd years. So for him, it was a huge thing. And then when I when I took Lauren down, because we went down, didn't we, on a, on a road trip to go see the prison. And, it was a proper road trip, the first Burger King. Yeah, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, showing Lauren the jail. And I didn't really know it myself either. And I kind of threw her in, I think, in the same way as I did, was I kind of, we walked around a little bit, didn't we? And we kind of sort of like, this is it, and this is it, and you should think about doing this and do this and do this. And she's like, okay, cool. And I was like, here's your keys, and I'm off to Shepton Mallet. And then I drove down to Shepton Mallet and kind of left, <laughs> left you there. Me, yeah. Um, <laughs> And then, yeah, you kind of just sorted out, really, didn't you? I suppose it helped having some of the old wardens here, or some of the old, um, you know, workers here that that know the place, know how a prison works, so you could learn off them. Uh, yeah, I mean, having the officers to establish the tours. I mean, we already had an idea of how we wanted to do it, but the officers brought it to life yeah. um, and really gave it the 
panache and got us the title of the most interactive tour tour in the world, prison tour in the world, because that's what they bring is they bring a huge level of knowledge. They bring loads and loads of stories and they bring entertainment, don't they? Yeah. And that's kind of how they see themselves as yes, they're ex prison staff, but they're 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 entertainers. They're there to, to And they're really passionate about it as well. Absolutely. So passionate, yeah. yeah. You yeah. Do, you don't get that from someone that's not worked here. No. And and then but what's happened now is we've got a number of people that deliver tours that have never worked in a prison and they deliver it as if they've worked in prisons because they spend hours and hours and hours working with prison officers and prison yeah. staff to to develop that knowledge um, and that interest and 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 all of that and we've got a very i say rigorous we've got a very thorough sort of plan that we do with people when they before they're allowed to take prison tours by themselves and they have to go through and have to spend a lot of time with graham as well specifically um, and make sure that that they can do it and that they've they've got the knowledge and they can entertain and uh, nobody runs a prison tour until graham signed them off basically (laughs) yeah Uh, it's quite Good, actually, because uh, when I mentioned uh, before I, I came here for this interview, I mentioned on our social media, I'm going to the Dana to do an interview. The amount of people that popped up. I used to work at the Dana, if you want some yeah, information. Yeah. There's so many people around here that have been loads, yeah. Yeah, yeah. affected either by work or whether they've <laughs> <maybe> stayed here. <laughs> Her Majesty's pleasure. I don't know. Um, so we, how, we see so many ex-cons, don't we? So, so many. Yeah. Right. Do you get many people, have you seen many people walking past and kind of like gawking at the place? Like, is it All the time. Yeah. Yeah. People can't help but come in and have a look. I mean, like ex, like you know, prisoners. And oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I used to be in there. That was myself. Three thirty-two. I was in. Like, yeah. All right, mate. Cool, cool. All yeah. the time. There's, there are so many amazing stories, um, like interlinked for the town about this place. And I was speaking to uh, Becky Riddick, who's an artist that um, participate in town, and she was she got this amazing story where it was uh, somebody actually, she, uh, I think it was a relative that stayed here. You know, it was it in prison. And she came here after it closed and she stayed in the same cell as him. Oh, I remember this. And she did lots of paintings. Yeah. And he, yeah. It was amazing. Some of the stuff that she'd come up with. It was, as I recall, it was our first overnight sleepover. It was our first um, uh, night in the Dana, as it was called back then. So it would have been 2016, summer 2016. And um, oh, yeah, I remember her coming in because she wanted to stay. I think it was her cousin. I think it was um, a cousin, it, that's right. Yeah, yeah. a cousin. And I think he'd committed suicide in the, in, in, in the cell. Really? Um, and she came in and she she really wanted to stay in that cell, which was fine. And we, I wouldn't say we thought it was weird, but we kind of were a bit concerned about, about the whole thing. Because it, 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 it's very... It's quite deep. Yeah, it's it is, yeah. And she brought in canvases and she basically said, no, I want to come on the tour, but I just want to sit in the cell all night and I just want to paint and draw and do charcoal drawings and stuff like that. And she just wanted to use it as a... Um, I guess like a reference point, and and yeah, she did some inspired something. In yeah, it, abso- absolutely, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, so she 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 came and did that on our very first um, overnight sleepover. Yeah, she's great. She's great. Um, so you say there are there are many companies here. You said it run by the Campbell Campbell Group. So what's here now at the moment? Like? Well, we 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 spread a, a, across the country with different businesses, but we've um, in in short, we've got uh, Jailhouse Tours which is our prison tourism business. And there's, there's two strands to that, which are basically two different locations. There's Shrewsbury, which is obviously where we are now, um, which Lauren operates. And then we've got one down in Somerset and Shepton Mallet. Um, there's a prison there, which is about half the size of this one. It's on two acres, um, but it's the oldest working prison in the country. So it dates back to 1610. Wow. Um, so it's, it's 400 years of history. And it is, I mean, Shrewsbury is an amazing place, but Shepton Mallet Prison is also an amazing jail. If, you, if you're down in that area, um, you've got to go check it out. So, so, so that it, 
I can't really explain it, but it's got things like it's got what we call dark cells, which are the underground cells that they used to use back in the 1600s. And you've got some of the original buildings there from wow. sort of 400 years ago. So it's huge amounts of history. I mean, it was built when King James I, I think, put his decree out in terms of every every county must have a jail in it. So it was it, it's, it's got a huge amount of history. Um, it's in a tiny little sleepy town of Somerset um, in, in Shepton Island, in Somerset. Uh, population like 10,000 people is tucked away in the middle behind a few cider factories. That's cool. That's um, really cool. So yeah, so it's, 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 it's a great building to, to, to have. So we've got those two in Jailhouse Tours. We've got an events company um, called Immersive Events. We operate that from, from both of our jails um, because naturally having jails, you, you want to do some cool zombie events yeah. and stuff like that. So we do that. We have escape rooms and then we do lots of... Um, We've got kind of like three brands to it. We've got uh, uh, IME Escape, which is all of our escape rooms, our big prison break events, which happen throughout the year um, at the two jails. We've got IME Action, which is things like battle archery and laser combat. And um, we've got axe throwing and um, and shuriken throwing. And we've got uh, throwing angels and stuff like that. They're all coming soon. So that's that's quite cool. It's all the kind of things to get you moving and running around. Axe throwing is um, growing quite big now. There's so many people in places. That yeah, there's, 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 there's a few. And, and, and yeah, we've, we've, we, we do do it. Um, and it's something that we're kind of building up almost like a, like a mini kind of a venture center, if yeah. you will, in, in, in the back of the prisons. That don't, it's a snippet don't of what you can do. Yeah, there. basically. Um, and then we do IME Scare, which is kind of our pedigree. It's all about the horror and the scare side of, 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 of um, the industry. Um, and that's kind of where our bread and butter is, is. That's where we've come from. That's what we know. So it's things like the zombie events. It's things like the thrillers and everything's immersive. So what we try and do is we bring the, the, the customers and the visitors into the story. So you don't just watch it kind of unfold. You're part of it unfolding as, as you know, yeah. as one of our actors. Yeah, and, I am. <laughs> um, that's your job is to bring people into the scene and, and you know, really engage them and make them feel like, oh my God, I'm actually part of this. And then sometimes in, in certain events, the decisions and choices that those, those customers make dictate the way the scene goes. And it's very rare that we'll have a scene with just one narrative or one ending yeah um, and I've, so. I've got a lot to thank you guys for because like i keep I, I came to shrewsbury and i knew no one it was uh because of tim actually um chris is tim and that oh, okay yeah, yeah tim barrett yeah. yeah that that i came here he, who makes fun, who fixes guitars by the way if you need a guitar <laughs> fixing tim barrett <laughs> yeah he's great right. he's also a great musician yeah should look up for his oh, i forgot about that bit. <laughs> <laughs> but no he he knew my mom and he was like we're after actors and so my mom got in touch with me and also uh there was another way i came through as well was at the uh, Oktoberfest. I think I spoke to you on the 10. I was like, oh, I've got a podcast. You did, all. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a podcast. It's called Thor Skins. So yeah. It's like, you what? <laughs> yeah, uh, things have changed. Uh, so, <laughs> so I came and did Halloween and also automatically, like, I got welcomed into this family of, like, really great people that really do just work well together. It just works well, doesn't it, you know? It, it does, yeah. And we've we've got 100 actors across the country now that they work in our different events and that's only growing and expanding. We're... Um, we're award winning. We've we've got Scar Awards for for best zombie experience and such like that. You know, we're we're, we're reviewing it sort of four point six out of five, which is which is really impressive to be able to do. Um, so yeah, so it's, so we've got great pedigree, we've got a great history, we've got a brilliant team, um, and yeah, we 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 love what we do, and that's 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 the key really is loving what we do. Um, and then beyond that, we've got um, we've got children's uh, fun houses as we call them. So basically, children's soft play centres, but we call them fun houses. Yeah. Um, which we've we've got one here in Shrewsbury again in, in, at the back of the prison um, in the newer complexes in the in the sports centres, and we're just looking at expanding those now. So we've got our Ashton's fun houses. So we've got all those. And a couple of other smaller little bits and pieces sort of growing in the background. 
which uh, which a lot of my listeners may have, have seen me. I frequent there well, yeah. once a week. I'm always there. I've got yeah. I've got a laptop on my on my left, listening to audio, and then a tablet up here typing emails. I'm always busy there. What's my little one runs around there? I'm so grateful for that. By the way, it's great. Um, so how are things going now? I mean, we've just come out the back of of Halloween. Um, well, whilst we're recording this, this will go out in December. But uh, yeah, yeah, after yeah, Halloween, yeah. how are things going? Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's good. I mean, we're finally able to get some sleep. Um, I think that's the big thing because because building up to Halloween is a massive undertaking, and, and and during the build up to Halloween, it's the summer, so the prisons are really busy because it's tourism time for for the for the jails. So so they're inundated. At the same time, we're building Halloween. The jails go. Um, the jails come out of summer holidays, and then straight away they kick back into school term time. So we have loads of school visits, and then loads of coach tours and such like that. So they're kind of constant all the way until um, mid November, really, kind of around this time. Um, and then Halloween really starts kicking off for us mid to late September, um, and then October is just crazy. Like we, we're working like two hundred and fifty hour kind of months. So they're big, big sort of months, and, and I end up working hundreds of hours. Um, as, as do sort of the top tier teams and we get through it after nine really big nights um, and then the first week of November is us then taking stuff down and kind of putting the sites back and kind of recovering a little bit um, and then yeah we have our we have our employee day so that's always a couple of big days that looks really fun by oh, the way it's amazing it yeah. looks really fun um, and then yeah it's normally around this time that we kind of just go right we can breathe and then everyone comes back to work on Monday. It's like, right, Christmas. So let's get, let's get cracking. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's, it's nice to now have a, a, a couple of weeks of sort of downtime just to, just to kind of take stock and go through it. Halloween was, was amazing. We ran two screen parks this year. So two completely different locations, one in, one in Shepton Mallet, one in Shrewsbury. So that's a big undertaking. I think we're one of the only event companies in, in the country that run two parks. Um, so it's a, it's a massive amount of work. Um, and by and large, they were good events. I mean, we always learn huge amounts from from, from doing these, and we we did it in a in a new style this way, or a new style for us, um, and it worked really really well. We got some refining to do, but yeah, people loved it. The, the reviews coming back were absolutely fantastic. Um, so good, in fact, that we said, you know, what, let's not rewrite stuff for Christmas. Let's bring back what people have really enjoyed, and that's that's what we're doing. Yeah, I got given a new role. <laughs> well, it's it's up for discussion. I think I think I think my event coordinators have. have They've jumped forwards a bit too quick, but yes, yeah, so there, there is discussions about you having a slightly different. Uh, He's got the beard in the belly. He can do Santa. <laughs> yeah, he can, he can ho ho ho. He'll be fine. Uh, Lauren, what's it like running an, a, a site like this while something like what went on Halloween is going on at the same time? You know, you got your tours and you've got everything running alongside that. What's it like for you? Uh, stressful. Um, no, no, it's all right. It's good fun for us. I mean, we don't tend to get involved with the running of Halloween, um, yeah. but we still kind of have the long, long hours. Um, jumping in when we can and stuff and we you know everyone really looks forward to October and then halfway through October so everyone's like can't wait for October to be finished <laughs> yeah. um, but no it's good it's good fun because I mean we, we get the benefits of it obviously you know and the everyone comes they have a good time they're buzzing about the prison and yeah. then they come back and do tours you know the, the prison suddenly becomes the talk of the town kind of thing and, and my guys love it and we love getting sneaky free tickets and so I just remember from um, like prison break when we did prison break um We'd all have our little roles and things, but you'd see like tour guides going around, you know, with a tour whilst prison break was going on. That must be, you know, quite a lot to deal with all at the same time, you know? They love it. They yeah. love getting involved. They'll always yeah. get involved. But I, I, yeah, I always feel like uh, well, that's probably the best time to do a tour, isn't it? When there's actual like people dressed as prisoners walking around, like, you know. It yeah, always, 
it's, it's kind of loud, isn't it? So people can actually understand how loud it would have been in prison. Yeah. So. It's one of those bizarre things because the first the first year we ran the prison break events, we closed the jail. Um, it wasn't open to the public, so we used to close the de- jail. And I can remember that we used to get loads of people outside, didn't we? Going, oh, we want to visit the jail today, especially in the summer holidays. Yeah. And, and we got to a point uh, where I was like, do you know what? This is mad. Let's open it. And, and just as Lauren said, it's you know it's real because there's people in it, so it's noisy, so it's bustly, and this is what it's like. And it allowed the officers to go. This is what it was like, ladies and gents. You know, in fact, it was twice or three times as loud as this. And um, yeah, so 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 that gives them that air of realism. And there's you know, a hundred odd prisoners bouncing around. There's you know, thirty odd officers bouncing around. So twice the amount of officers there would have actually been. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, but yeah, they, then they have the challenge of when you're trying to run a tour and explain stuff to people and talk to them about things, and especially some of the the more nitty gritty and some of the more delicate subjects that we do we do talk about in the tours. Um, it's very difficult because there's so much noise going on and they're not used to that. But but yeah, by and large, it works, doesn't it? It, may, it makes yeah, sense. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The actors are really good at kind of getting, yeah. the kind of curious people that like what's going on. The actors are very good at kind of dragging them into the event for sort of like Yes, we minutes. are. <laughs> it's, 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 I think it's the self-guiders that get confused. The self-guiders basically are able to wander around um, of their own accord. They've got maps and visitor guides and such and they can kind of take where they want and they, they walk into some of the scenes and they're kind of like, okay, and we tell them on the gate, you know, there's an event going on. They, they walk in like, okay, and then they walk into the kitchen and they're like, potatoes, would you like a potato? That was me. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think sometimes the actors are also a bit kind of like, oh, is this a person in the event that's taking their jumpsuit off? They're trying to pull one over on us? Yeah, it was, was, was this? So, yeah. um, but it, it, it's all fun. It all works. And, and, and people, people really enjoy it. We don't get any negative comments from that, which is, which is obviously positive. Um, so aside from being like, the, I guess, the biggest tourist attraction in Shrewsbury, um, there's a lot of... Um, a lot of, you get a lot of attention from the media, not just people like me, like going, "Ooh, what's going on in Shrewsbury?" But you get like, like most haunted. I, I remember the, hearing that Holby City filmed here, yeah. the yeah. things filmed here. What, what's that like? Do you get a lot of calls off people? Can we come in? Can we? When we when we get productions, we have the best food in the world, don't we? It's, oh, it's amazing, oh. amazing. They always cater and they always yeah. let us have food. Yeah, it's amazing. But yeah, we get we've met some. Some quite famous people, haven't we? Have yeah, yeah, filming here. Yeah. Well, we, we did have a Holby City here for two weeks. We met. Um, yeah, the, his name escapes me. Yeah. He, plays, <laughs> he plays Rick. Um, he plays Rick, and he was a lovely guy, did. wasn't he? Yeah, and, and I think most people have. I mean, I've I've been really lucky um, to meet some some yeah incredibly nice and yeah well, relatively well known people. The first one was was Jimmy Nesbitt. So so so, so James Nesbitt was down here filming um, the first series of Lucky Man with Sky One. Um, and that was a really big budget. It was uh, Sky One's first UK production, so they really chucked a lot of a lot of money behind the production. And I remember when they turned up, and they turned up with cranes, and they had, they had stuntmen jumping off the roof of the prison, wow. and they were in the tunnels and kind of rolling around. I was like, oh my god, this is huge! And the food was great. Um, <laughs> and uh, and we've had um, then we've had tiny productions here. We had um, Ricky Tomlinson came came back with one presenter, one cameraman doing the um, kind of back in time, um, looking at his life, basically. He was talking about, because um, he, he, he'd spent time in, I think, seven prisons over during, during, the, um, uh, during, uh, during the minor strikes. Um, so he'd spent time in the jails, and he came around, and, he, and we were able to show him his old cell and stuff. He was able to um, reminisce on that, and I, spent, I was lucky enough to spend sort of half an hour just chatting to him. Um, yeah, we've, 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 we've obviously had the most haunted team here. They're here all the time. They're here this evening, so... Um, you know, Carl and Yvette, 
Um, and Stuart and Glenn and all those guys, we we we, we spent a fair bit of time with watching them do their lives, didn't we, the other day? Yeah, yeah, I saw um, that on Facebook because there's lots of like live. Yeah, we were tucked away in the corner watching it. Yeah, we were we were tucked <laughs> in the corner. We were in the corner just um, giggling to ourselves. Yeah, and then um, yeah, the Holby City were here for a couple of weeks. That was that was so funny because um, well, for, for for I guess for for all of us, but Lauren had just employed a couple of new CSAs, didn't you, Susan? Emily had just come on board, and yes. she she came in, and I remember sort of coming in and like obviously all the staff get fed so she goes and sit on the bus and have lunch and stuff like that and there was this huge production going on this was kind of her first <laughs> induction to the jail and then two weeks later they left she's like where's lunch today <laughs> she just assumed that that was what what we fed all of our team every single day i could it just imagine emily team you know. yeah yeah she's like, where's, where's lunch? um so yes yeah, so we've we, done a few like that we try to get the security to keep one of our staff out as well don't we yeah yeah that yeah. was that was fun we 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 prepped the security not to let sophie in um and ask her for, for security we, we, we were on the roof, roof. <laughs> yeah, we, we were it, sat on so. the roof just giggling like waiting for it to come <laughs> Yeah, we, we don't have real jobs. It's, 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 it's very different. <laughs> it's good fun. I, that's why I love coming here, because we just get to have so much fun. Yeah. Um, we, it, we, had, we had Nick and Katrina here, didn't we, from Paranormal Lockdown. Um, yeah. But I think Lauren's had the most famous one, and, and she will get in trouble for this, which is great, um, because normally it's me, but you had um, jo Joel people. Kinnaman, didn't you, came down and filmed Three Seconds yes, Joel in Gloucester. Kinnaman. And what, what, tell, tell Alex what, what happened to Joel Kinnaman when you were on set and you had to leave. Uh, I didn't, well, I didn't have to leave. I just took revenge a little bit. Um, basically, there was there was an issue with one of the, the men's toilets because there's quite a lot of male extras for what, for this film that they're doing. And because there's so many of them such high footfall, the, the toilets just couldn't cope, basically. So I put them out of order. Just yeah. as I put them out of order, I turned around, Joel Kinnaman's behind me. Not and, happy. And he wasn't happy. Yeah. And I was like, sorry, these toilets, you know, they're out of order, but there's a disabled drawing right next to it, or you can go upstairs. And he all huffed and puffed, and he stormed off. And I was like... Proper Hollywood kind of like, as, like as you'd expect that's kind really of Hollywood rude. I've just How dare you? I've literally pointed to a toilet like right next to where he could be. And so I was really angry at him. So I waited for them all to leave on that evening and I stole his chair. <laughs> so he had let me just phrase that voice really gets too much trouble for doctors to come back. Next to Orange Law office, they had um they had a, a main actor kind of green room and they all had these, you know, the director chairs yeah, like, yeah. like that. So he had director chair with 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 Kinnaman on the back. Um and yeah, Lauren decided that that was gonna be her trophy. Um, yeah. You still got it, it's down in your office. Yeah, but in, yeah. in my defense, it was taken back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then did, it was yeah. broken. Yeah, and, and then I stole it again. Oh, it was it was broken. It was, was broken. It? And then, so I, f I fixed it with max maxing tape. Ma what's it called masking tape? And then it broke again. And now it's just sat in the corner of a room. D just to be clear, we don't we don't by and large in general we don't steal from productions. It's, that's literally the only time. But I, I think the moral of the story is don't don't mess with Lauren. Yeah. And you've got like the, the, these things going on at the moment as well. You have got um, outdoor cinema um, porridge as well. I mean that's great. I love them. Um, when's the next sort of uh, outdoor cinema? event you got going no, I don't want to just like put you on the spot but what um, well the uh, porridge events which is what, what was the overnight sleepovers the night in the darners and they're actually going to take a slightly different twist for 2019 we were discussing that the other day we're going to we're going to rebrand those because whilst we love porridge and we get it um, you know, so it's quite an old TV show now. Porridge, I think that the, the, I young, get it, the younger, yeah, the younger, so do I. Uh, I but the young, the younger demographic, like Lauren, um, <laughs> they, they don't get it. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna rebrand that. But that's basically the overnight sleepovers. So we normally do about five or six of them a year. Um, they always start in the spring and finish in the autumn, just because the winter is so cold in the jail. 
Um, so they'll be back around. I think they start this in May. May. Yeah, yeah. and then, uh, as will prison break because we do we do the day, so you can do prison break in, in during the day, and you can do the overnight sleepover at night time. So you can basically spend twenty four hours in jail if you wish. Um, which, which I did. Who wants to? I worked the prison break and then did like, the porridge for a different podcast, and a lot of my audience for that podcast were American. So trying to explain what porridge meant, I feel you. That's exactly right. Yeah, and then outdoor cinema. We're just toying with it at the moment. I mean, by and large, it's, it's a fantastic event to do, and it's, it's extremely immersive. But it's also quite restrictive for us because you can only get so many people in to see it because obviously the exercise yard's only so big. Um, and there's only... We, we like to theme stuff that fits. So we've, we've done Shawshank Redemption, uh, uh, obviously, and we've actually done it a couple of times. It's been hugely popular, really, really, really popular. We did Shaun of the Dead, um, because we were able to pay homage to our to our to our um, zombie side of things, we did yeah, some really cool yeah. stuff with a zombie bar and things like that. And we did Back to the Future just because, well, other than Lauren Rati's kids, so you know we enjoy that kind of stuff. Um, and because it's awesome. I yeah, because Back it's awesome. To the future, thank <laughs> yeah, you, you very much. Yeah. And we did, um, and then we did Rocky Horror. That was amazing. Um, and and Lauren was in that. That was that was brilliant. Um, I was all dragged up as Brad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had an amazing time. <laughs> it was it was great. Um, so we we we've we've done those 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 in the past, and we might do something this year. Um, but I think we're moving. Uh, our, our model's moving ever so slightly, and our events team are very busy with the, the the large events like Halloween's and some of the summer events and the Easter events and such like that. So that they're quite busy. So I think what will probably happen is um, the actual the, the prison team, Lauren's team, will start putting on more events, more kind of like Christmas market side of things. And we're also starting to look at, at comedy nights and such like that, aren't we? And putting on sort of larger, larger events um, in, in the actual wings. Um, I was going to say, how are things like now compared to when you first opened the prison? And also, what lessons have you learned? I've got less hair. <laughs> you do have so much less hair. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously yeah. you've got more events now. You've learned that you can kind of carry a bit yeah. more. Um, but what lessons have you learned from the past, from when you first opened? You know, do you know what? There's there's so many. Um, I'm going to struggle to put my my, my, my hands straight on them. I think I th- one thing that one of my one of my mentors said to me, it sounded really weird. Um, but he, he'd always said to me, with 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 people, when you employ people, you have to let them get on with it. And Steve Jobs has got a great quote saying, "You you employ smart people. You don't employ smart people and then tell them what to do." You employ smart people so they can tell you what to do, basically. Yeah. And, and and one of my mentors used to say to me, "You've you've bought the dog now, let it bark." I was like, "You are." I was like, "You bought the dog, let it bark." And it was it was all about once you've put people into a role, let them go, let let them do the role. And if you don't, then you don't you obviously don't trust yourself to have put them in the role in the first place. And it took me probably a good eighteen months to get to a stage where I was like, "Do you know what? Actually, I, I'm kind of happy with you doing it." Or not I'm happy with you doing it, but I'm happy that I can now say I'm okay with it. And it was always that thing of, yeah, yeah, well, you've done it like that, but but I would do it like this, and my way's right. And it's, it's, it's taken me a huge time, isn't it? It's been probably yeah. really stressful for you guys um, having to deal with that because, yeah, just, just being able to let go has probably been the um I bet it's difficult. Thing. You know, you run in this place in Shepton and Gloucester whilst having a family as well and wanting to go on holidays like everyone else. So, you know, these are your babies and you don't, you're like, don't, 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 don't break things. Just no, don't break things. Yeah, okay. no, no one ever does things as well as you would do them. Um, it's yeah. the challenge, isn't it? And that's, that's the same in life. And, and you have to, I think when you, when you run a business, um, you, you have to, or when you manage people, you have to just, you have to let them get on with it because you can only do so much. And actually, you suddenly realize that actually people do do things better than you do them. 
Um, and that's well you, done, Lauren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do lots of things, but um, that's job. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, 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 I think that's probably been my 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 biggest lesson and the biggest thing. And and for the businesses to grow, you have to you know you put good people in place, and you have to accept that they're going to take some time to learn the roles, and they might not do it the way you would do it in the first instance. But but give them the time and give them the space to develop and move forwards. And like I say, that's what I always wanted our business to be, and how I see my job role. So. Um, I was able to talk it, talk it for a good, for a long time, and it took me it took me a long time to actually physically do it. Yeah, um, it still yeah. comes out every so often. Yeah, it does, and it's, it's, I think it always it always will do. But yeah, I've I've got myself to a place now where I've taken a big step back um, in terms of the day to day running. And I, you know, I trust Lauren to, to to run the prison. I trust Charlie to run his prison, and Chrissy to to oversee the operations. You know, HR to manage what they've got, and admin to do them, and marketing to do that bit, and. Yeah, I stepped away, and it's actually allowing me to step more into the event side of the world, which is which is great because I can help them develop now and, and move forwards. Okay, um, what was I going to say? When you're when you're not when you're not both of you, I mean, uh, when you're not here, what do you guys like to do to be not thinking about a prison or the running of a prison? What do you like to do? To I like to watch Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I don't. Like I knew. To watch I Lord knew. Of the Rings. That was cool. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think I can low key speak for both of us when I say that prison's never not in my mind. Yeah, it's it's um, always it's always the kind of there, but yeah, it's 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 a gift and a curse, I guess. When you when you run a business, and whilst you know, I might uh, I might be the the instigator behind it, Lauren and and, and Charlie as well, the, the managers that that run the jails. It's always on your mind. You you never leave yeah, it. So it's yeah. it's very much our life. Um, and and I think that's like I say, some people look at it and go, oh, that's really sad. You're kind of missing out on life because you know because you're always thinking about it. It's not it's not going. Oh my god, what are we going to do here? But you might just walk down the street and see someone go. That'd be great yeah. in the jail. We should do that in the prison. Um, and other times you'll be stressing because you know that someone's just rung you in the morning. It's eight thirty. It's your day off, and someone's sick, and you've got no staff to cover. And you're like, "Damn, I'm going to have to get. I'm going to have to actually get up and get dressed mm. and go to work." Yeah. Um, and that's that's that pressure. But um, we've both got young families, though. We both yeah, still yeah. we both still make the time for them and stuff. I mean, I know we've both got quite a lot better at balancing the work and yeah and it, family it, we both spend a lot more time with our families now yeah but. yeah we do i mean i work an insane amount of hours and i'm, I'm like i say that part of that big step back was to spend more time with 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 my family and with my kids um I, I like to kind of write a fair bit behind the scenes i do i do lots of concepts of events and things like that and, and work on different stuff but um from a from a stress perspective um uh, i'll you'll, you'll generally find me doing coloring books um, but not complicated coloring books. I like to do like kids coloring books. That's so like 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 really straightforward pictures of like fantastic. bubble planes and boats. I've and never like heard that before. Pi- pirate brilliant. pirate pirate books and stuff like that. And I'll just and I've got some um, really in, uh, amazing crowns that my, that my wife bought me a couple of years ago for Christmas. And I just I just sit there and I'll just color in. And I just sit on the floor and I just <laughs> color in because I just forget everything else. Um, and we, I live nowhere near the sea, so I can't surf. Um, so. <laughs> Most people, when you say, have you got any hobbies? They kind of clam up and you have to be like, do you play Xbox? Yes. Well, there you go. There's a hobby. Uh, do you go on hobby? Okay, there's a hobby. You know, so to hear that, that was actually really refreshing. Thank you. Um, so you're saying that you've the, the model's changing uh, and for next year and there's a few tweaks and things that are coming. Is there anything that you can announce that that is officially coming soon? We are in... A, a, a confidential world at the moment, unfortunately, in terms of um, what we what we can and can't can't say. Um, we know that we're going to be here for an awful lot longer than we'd planned. That it's no longer an, a really an interim process. That there's a much longer term vision that we, we've been discussing with the developers, with the owners, and 
That's very positive. What's that like? I was going to say, was that like, was that like, oh, or was that like, yeah? Ah, uh, no, it's amazing. It, yeah. That's 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 what I love. You know, it's, it's coming up with different ideas of how we can do things. But one of the big challenges we've had and we've faced over probably the last six months, I think, isn't it? Um, is is our business model because our business model is set for people to come once, and that's it. Because we only expect to be here for a, for you know a year basically. So yeah. the way our business model was was created was you pay an entry fee, you come and see this and you go and, you know, we wave goodbye and we probably won't see you again. Um, we see some customers coming back for, for a couple of bits, but by and large, you know, that was it. And now what we're doing is we're completely overhauling that model to um, have people coming back all the time. Um, the idea is that uh, it will be an attraction, a, a heritage site that people will come to on a daily or bi-daily basis. Um, and therefore the, the, the model has to completely change. You can't charge the same fees that we currently charge for a one visit every single day because yeah. people just can't afford it. So so we've got to make that change. But to make that change, we've got to have a number of other things operating on site. So you might want to see things like, I don't know, a cafe or a restaurant or a, um, or, or a heritage section with a large prison museum or um, event spaces and children's play centres and activity spaces. So, you know, those are the kind of things that we would You're doing well with that consider. Anyway, yeah. You've got your, 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 your t- the Georgian tunnel tours, which I've done. Um, yeah, yeah. You got the, the the self-guided tours. You got the guided tours. You got so much going on that you know you could come here, do one thing, and then say you're here for a weekend, a long weekend in Shrewsbury. You can do one thing and come back and do another. You know yeah, that, that's that's what yeah. I love about this place. Okay, well I'll end it with uh, the question I ask every single guest um, is what does I'll ask you both separately. What does Shrewsbury mean to you, Joel? What is Shrewsbury to you? Uh, Shrewsbury is Shrewsbury. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. What is Shrewsbury? Um, do you in, in in what sense? What you mean? What the town or yeah? What does Shrewsbury mean to you as a, as as a as a town? What does the place mean? I to mean, you? I, I I love Shrewsbury. I was I was born and bred in Somerset. I was physically born in a, in a tiny little village in Somerset, and and and, and I loved it. And I'm a Somerset boy, born and bred. And my wife is a is a Cornish girl, born and bred. So so we love our home counties and and, and areas. And we moved to Shrewsbury and. We absolutely love it. I mean, we, we moved here as a temporary thing for 12 months whilst we, whilst we ran the jail and we, we decided that this would be our, our UK base. So we've we've now based ourselves in, in, in Shrewsbury um, and that's where we live. And yeah, we absolutely love it. It's, it's a lovely sized town. It's... Um, it's got amazing architecture. It's got amazing history. It's it's vibrant. It's clean. It's tidy. It's it's just a really nice place to live and bring up uh, bring up children and, and it's got some, some amazing things to go for it. And uh, I'm extremely proud that we are the largest tourism attraction in the town we bring in hundred thousand people a year and those people go off and they spend money in town and you know we we really contribute to the to the tourism sector and to the tourism spend for, for Shrewsbury and I'm very proud that we've done that um, and that we can be part of that and, and 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 my hope is that we can we can do more going forwards and work more with the with the guys out in the flax mill as that develops and um, ideally work more with work more with people like the bid and stuff like that so yeah it's just a it's a lovely place to live. Um, and I think, you know, they've, they've, they've very much got the kind of the one-off set right. And I love paddleboarding in the river. So in the summer, you'll always see yeah. me sort of up and down the river paddleboarding. So it's, it's yeah, so it's, it's, it's a lovely place to live. If you're looking for somewhere to move to, um, then I would definitely recommend checking it out. And does, like, does 
Do you, so you just mentioned that you do work with a couple of people in the town. Mm-hmm. Or do you have special relationships with, with other people? What, what, what's the best kind of place? Specials, probably. Special yeah, relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I would use. Um, that you I, work well with, that's the best Yeah, way we do. I mean, I, I think probably anybody that you speak to about me, if, if you ask them honestly, they'll probably say that, you know, I have I, I have an ability to rub people up the wrong way to a degree. I agree. Um, yeah, and, that, and that's because what I do is I speak very openly and very honestly. And I, what I say is I'll never, sh- I'll, I'll never lie to you but I'll never sugarcoat it. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this is how it is. Um, and people don't like that approach generally. So especially when they're doing things wrong um, <laughs> or, or not my way. Um, and so, but yeah, no, we do. We, we, I've, I've spent time with, with Historic England. Um, they were here only uh, yesterday, I think it was. Uh, Thursday they came down. Um, the guys that are operating the flax mill are doing the massive development there. And we were, we were sharing some great ideas and we were talking about what they're doing and what we're doing and the future and um, the, the, the routes, because obviously you go from the flax mill to town, comes straight past us. So we're talking about some huge developments there. We do, um, uh, we have a number of conversations with the, with the guys down at Shrewsbury Tourism and with, um, with Dillwyn down at the Sabrina and Mark there. Um, we work quite closely with Beth, don't we? Who runs, um, uh, Shropshire festivals and she, Beth's brilliant. She's absolutely fantastic. She's so supportive of what we do. Um, she always lets us come down to the festivals and, and, and promote those kind of things. So, you know, we'll, we'll always try and do as much as we can for, for Beth and for the festival guys. And they do a huge amount for the town. Um, and then, yeah, the, then the bid, which at the moment we're not part of, but they've just changed the, the, the setup for the bid. So we can now be, be part of that. And, and again, Sebastian down the bid, we, you know, we, we'd like to work closer with them in terms of the, um, uh, the future of the town um, and with the council because uh, by and large we have a, a huge amount of knowledge in the tourism sector we've got a huge amount of pedigree um, we've got a lot of partners that we work with a, a, across the country um, and in, in, in the brutal sense of the word we, we know what we're talking about we know our business we do exceptionally well there's nothing wrong um, with saying that you know you, you do know what you're doing that's why I rub people up the wrong way <laughs> <laughs> what about you Lauren what does Shrewsbury mean to you um, I mean, I was born here all those 22 years ago. Um, <laughs> oh, so many. I know, I'm so old. Um, but actually, apart from the six months I lived in Gloucester, I lived in Telford all my life. Um, and then when I came back to work here in Shrewsbury, I decided to buy. So I decided to force my way into my partner's house. Um, so, so now I live in Shrewsbury. I will live here. I know, <laughs> I forced it. Um, so I live here now again. And I, I like Joel said, I love the town. I love the history of it because I'm, I'm a big history buff and, and the museums and all the different restaurants and that. It's, it's an amazing place to live. It's, it's much nicer than Delbert. Sorry, Delbert. Um, yeah, no, I just love it. And, and, and you know, my, my, my three boys love it and my partner loves it. And it's, it's a really nice place to live. Wicked, wicked. Well, guys, thank you very much for, for coming on, on the Shoes of Biscuit. It's been great. And should, I'm not, should we plug our show? Yeah, I was going to say, this is this is the bit the where... The Joel and Lauren show. Yeah, the Lauren and Joel show. <laughs> no, the, the I was going to say to you, is there anything that you do want to plug? Is there anything, whether it's to do with the person or your show? Do let's it, plug like. our show. Never mind the businesses. Okay, let's let's good, plug our yeah, show. Leave yeah. the businesses. Yeah, we nearly, nearly swore that. He nearly went the whole way. <laughs> I, almost, I almost cracked a little bit under the pressure burn, yeah. <laughs> Um, our show's amazing. Yeah, yeah so, we've only so, done one episode that's not yes, even been released so, yet. But. No, it hasn't. So Laura, Laura and I started doing um, our own vlogs a little while ago. And, uh, Alfie Days, we should have mentioned Alfie when we talk about oh, famous Alfie. people. So uh, some of your listeners may have heard of Alfie Days, who's a, who's a very big vlogger. Um, his wife, oh, his wife, his, his um, girlfriend Zoella, Zoella yeah. and then some of their friends like Casper Lee. Some of these guys are, you know, 
They're YouTube they're, superstars. They're, what, YouTube they, famous, they, yeah, they? they are the reason that YouTube have their business model. Yeah, just just give um, me their email address on your way out. Somebody said that to me the other day. They were, was in Gloucester. I was like, you were the guy in Alfie's video. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh my God, what was he like? I was like, yeah, check this out. And I was like, I've got his phone number. And she was like, <gasps> and I was just like, I was like, I can't give it to you. But like. Um, <laughs> and then she called me as I walked through. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, uh, so that was bizarre. But um, yeah, so so we, we do yeah, vlogs kind of more for our, for our for fun really rather than anything else don't yeah we, like we showcase yeah we showcase more of the the fun aspects yeah, of our job. or when it goes right. terribly wrong and we're just oh, so geez, past yeah. angry yeah. that we're hilarious um and we did and we, we run our own channels and then we we sort of were chatting about this idea and, and lauren doesn't really drink but i think i'd had a few um and it was kind of like let's like we've been talking about doing the, this jail episode for about two and a half years which the, the concept of behind it originally was like a fly on the wall um, which just follows around our business because you've got no business like ours, I guarantee it. A bit like the office. Us. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but but it's but so in a, in a real scenario, but a bit more like um, uh, there was one out there uh, they filmed in Wales at the call the call centre. Oh, right, um, yeah, so a bit more yeah, kind of like yeah. that. So it's real. Um, and we were working with production companies trying to do this, and it just became so big and it was so hard and so so difficult to manage. Um, and then the other day we were just chatting about it. And we're like, hey, let's do it as a um, kind of like a, a chat show. And we're like, what? Like a like a kind of a good morning like Britain kind of thing like yeah like a like a Holly and Fern kind of thing so we've got high aspirations haven't we it was like <laughs> um, one o'clock in the morning to be yeah, yeah it was yeah and we, we, were, we were celebrating were some, we were celebrating uh, something some other good news we just smoked a cigar I think as well didn't we so we were just like, like yeah. <laughs> we were um, we were quite we were, we were at a very a very good place when we discussed this and we came up with this idea anyway um, that we would do this show where Laura and I kind of present this thing and we just have you know a lot of banter and a lot of fun back and forward and, and kind of our our I think the way that we um, present works works quite well together. Um, it's like the, the young and the not quite so young. Um, <laughs> and uh, and um, yeah, then we bring guests in and stuff like that. So we started doing that. And we filmed the first one yesterday afternoon in this very room, didn't we? Yeah, we did, yeah. Um, What's it called? So it hasn't really we got really a name, got yeah. Yeah, it's got I joked how we should have some weird little theme song like about Lauren and Joel, but it got a bit weird. Uh, I, I joked that it should be like Joel and Lauren, but yeah, so. No, Lauren has to come first. <laughs> to be fair, like I feel like majority is just gonna be us two like ripping into each other a lot. Pretty, pretty much. That's that's gonna be it. We yeah. have that banterous relationship. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah just absolutely so. tear each other a new one. Um, well, I was gonna say if it, if it hadn't have been released already, like maybe we could. Hmm, it'll maybe. be released by the time this comes. I was gonna out. say yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be suggestions for out, names. Yeah. We'll, we'll know yeah. the name of it by the time this is released. Um, that sounds really cool. That's really yeah, it'll be it'll be on our YouTube channels. Um, well, we haven't sworn in them, so it'll go we, over everything. It will go over everything. Well, we'll, we'll share well. the link. So we've both got our YouTube channels, so it will, it will go onto there, and you'll be able to be able to see it from there. But yeah, if you haven't visited the prisons, come see the prisons. Shrewsbury, obviously, if you're if you're up in Shropshire, Midlands based. Shepton, if you're if you're southwest, Somerset based, or if you're visiting any of those. Um, if you ever think, if you've ever watched Prison Break and think, yeah, I could break out of jail, I could be a Michael Schofield. Then do it. There's, you know, it's, we're the only place that does it in the world. Come and come and check it out and try it. And um, if you love zombies, then again, we're we're, we're your people, really. Yeah, and it, it doesn't matter whether you whether you're into like because I think prisons have a certain feel about them. After like coming here for the first time, and then watch you you kind of like what find yourself watching like documentaries on prisons and things. Like that. Oh yeah. So whether you're into that sort of thing, or whether you're into your history, or whether you're into like the immersive events, definitely come and check this place out. Uh, we'll drop a link for everything that's immersive. I do anyway because I work here. So <laughs> everything that's immersive. After it's in your contract. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, we well, don't do it again. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, thank you guys. Um, for coming on the show and guys listeners make sure you give us a like and a share and a subscribe and uh, make sure you join us next week thank you very much Thanks, no guys. worries thank you thank you